Okay, Baruch Hashem, here we go again. Thank God, thank you Hashem for another, another day, another opportunity of life, another opportunity to grow, to change, to experience the love of Hashem that Hashem has for each and every one of us and the fact that He gives us, he gives us opportunities and He gives us the ability to live another day and the purpose of living of course as, as we've said many times the purpose thank you very much the purpose of, of a person being on this world is of course a very elevated and very holy purpose it's not just for a person to eat and drink and sleep of course those are all uh, things that we need to do and that are important to do for a person to take care of his body, for a person to take care of himself in order that he's able to serve Hashem, that he's able to know that what his purpose in this world is. And we know that part of that is working on oneself and breaking oneself and changing oneself and hearing things differently and experiencing new things. That's why Hashem gives us a new week. That's why Hashem gives us a new morning. That's why Hashem puts us to sleep, right? It would be much easier, it would have made sense to have, uh, you know, just days, just keep on going, just keep on going. The reason that Hashem gives us to go to sleep and that it's dark and that we wake up in the morning is to give us the ability to have, to have newness, right? That's why the Jewish people count Keneged uh, opposite the moon. The reason we count opposite the moon is because the moon is always changing, the sun is always constant. A person is always waiting. Oh, I want everything to be just the same. But what we have to realize is that Hashem gives each and every one of us changes in our moods, changes in our circumstances, changes in our opportunities in order that we can grow in order for Shlemus. When you have spring, summer, fall, and winter, so then there are different things that you need different times. Sometimes you need a coat, sometimes you need an umbrella, Sometimes you need an air conditioner. Sometimes you need a heating, right? To just be a robot and that everything is the same, that's not what life is about. Life is about experiencing and learning how to, how to make it through all the different seasons. They say a trefa, the din of a trefa is, is a full year. A trefa is an animal that when they shech the animal, they check out different parts of the animal, Right to see if it could if it's a trefa, the the definition of a trefa means that it couldn't last a year. That's one of the one of the pshat in, in the Gemara is that it couldn't last a year. I don't know exactly how we paskin, but they say I think the Sasenis, I heard this from from my Rosh Hashiva many times is that someone who's alive is able to make it through all four seasons. What does that mean that an animal is able to make it through summer, spring, fall, and winter? So what does that mean that you're alive? When a person's alive, it means they're able to handle different circumstances and different things that affect them. That's why people like to be in California. They like to be where everything is, the temperature is all the same, right? The, uh, the, uh, everything is just the same. That's not life. The life. A person has to realize that life is, there's a morning, there's an afternoon, there's an evening, there's a Shabbos, there's a Sunday, there's a Tuesday. Every day is different. Otherwise, it's Groundhog Day. 
Otherwise, it's the wheel is spinning and the hamster is dead. It's Paro. Paro is Hashanah, Paro Hashem, Achoydish, last week's Parsha, right? Meaning, not this past Shabbos, it's the week before. Achoydish Hazel Lachem. Achoydish Hazel Lachem, Chazal say. You have the power to renew yourself. And renewal is very, very important. It's important for every person to try and tap into freshness and newness and, and, uh, and to somehow uh, become alive that the hamster, that the wheel could be spinning, but you don't want your ham- the hamster to be dead. A lot of times our lives are just moving, but we're not connected to it. Yeah, Rabbi Tzvi, you had a... Uh, things that we have to remember is the is our our brain a lot of times is negative. That's one of the things that we speak about. Is one of the things that happens is that we we could be our default of our brain is negativity and to pick up negative um, energy and to pick up negativity in other people and to naturally um, zone in on the negative. And like we always say, that negativity comes from within oneself. It comes from a lack of within. As we know, the Mitzorah is Motsi Ra. The Mitzorah, which is the punishment for the one who speaks Lashon Hara, is from the language of, there's Ra within me, Ubi Arta Hara Mekir Becha. A lot of times we want to change other people, and we want other people to be something and we want them to be perfect because if everybody around me is perfect, then I don't have to change. I don't have to do anything. I could just be taken care of by everybody. Everyone's going to, um, you know, hug me and hold me and take care of me and do everything perfect for me and and uh, my bank account and my uh, my my what the dream the dream. Right, exactly. My bank account, my parents, my mother, my father, my wife, whoever is in your life, your roommate, everyone's just going to come around and celebrate your life. Well, keep on waiting because that ain't going to happen. It will, it's not going to happen. But what you could do, what a person could do, is that if a person learns to love himself and a person learns to think positive thoughts within himself, and a person realizes that I can change, and I want to change, and I can grow, and I'm someone who can go ahead and become someone 
who is positive. And as we start off every day, Modeani, we start off with thank you, Hashem. We start off with gratitude and realize, realizing all the beautiful things we have. And I want to say one thing, and then Shimon, I'll get to you. What's very important to learn, what's a very important thing to learn, is to learn how to change your mood. It's very important to learn to change your thinking. The way you're able to change your mood is to change your thinking. And sometimes it's very hard. I think I read it last week. Mayor Schoenig put it on. It was a great line. Um, And I think this says a lot. One second, let me try and get it. It's such a great line. And I think this is a very, very crucial thing for people to learn what to do. And that is... Oh, boy. Okay, I'm going to have to get it from the chat. I apologize. One second. Um, Yeah. The line was... I said it last week that... um, Which one is it? Oh, thank you. Leave it up to Yitzi Grimwald. It's so easy to stay in, in depression... And it's so easy to get out of depression. It just feels so hard to choose. That's such a great line. Again, it's easy to stay in depression and it's easy to get out of depression. It just feels so hard to choose. I I think that that line, thank you, that line is very key. Why is that line key? Because because we know that when we are able to access um, and we're able to think positively and we're able to think good thoughts, then, then we feel good. But sometimes we get stuck and we, and we don't feel like choosing to have a good day. Sometimes we're in a rut and we don't want to choose to get out of the rut. It's not that I can't get out of the rut. For whatever the lumbus, we could talk about why that's true. I find many times, and then Shimon, I'll get to you in a second. I find many times when someone's in a rut, um, and I, I've experienced this myself, the reason why I don't want to get out of the rut is because then I feel guilty if it was so easy to get out of the rut, why didn't I do it earlier? Where, where it makes light of what my rut was. It's got to be this big, grandiose thing that, I, oh, it can't be so easy that it's just about me changing my thought. It can't be so easy that for me to have a good day, I have to just have more gratitude and think about things differently. It's got to be that my mother has to change and my father has to change and my whole life has to change. When that all changes, then I'll be happy. It can't just be that I have to start thinking in a different way because if that's true, then, then all my negative thinking was also just a story. Okay, that's, that's, that's one of, I think, the, the svaras sometimes that we don't want to just get out of the rut that we want to get out of. Shimon, go for it. Yeah, I was reading. Uh, I was reading um, one of the stories from Gamaliel Rabinovich, and he was saying how, uh, <clears throat> first of all, he said you were a huge psychic. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Obviously, didn't last week. Woo! I don't know how he knows your right, He doesn't. He doesn't know me, so so it's good. Obviously, he doesn't know me. <laughs> okay, thank you. Okay, sure. He like stopped himself. He had like some secrets. He was all yeah, okay, good. So I'll take it. Thank you. Amen. You heard that? You heard that? Okay, so he said that a person is born and then they're a baby 
and then they're a toddler, and then they're like a young teen, then they're a teen, and then they're all throughout all that process, everyone's giving, 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 giving. Right. And that person is not giving back at all, because what are you gonna give back? You're a little kid, you're a toddler, you're a teen. What, what are you giving back already? Like, uh, thank you for dinner, you know what I'm saying? But uh, he said it's very difficult, and it, it's, it's very natural for a person to continue being a giver, even after getting married, and still say, mm -hmm. give me, give me, give me. Right. But he said you have to go against that natural very feeling nice. with like hard, hard avoidance Correct. in order to turn that around and to become the giver. Beautiful. Which is really, truly emulating Hashem. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. It's coming a little bit off of what we spoke about last on Thursday, right? Uh, which is so true, and that's why this age is a very hard age. When you're 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, because that's the transition time. That's when you transition. When you're in high school, when you're younger, so you're still in the mode of, 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 of taking. When you leave high school, uh, nothing to do with when you leave high school physically, it's when you leave high school mentally or emotionally, then, because some people stay in high school their whole life, um, but what it means is, is that you, you are able to, like Shimon saying, like the tzaddik was saying, is that that transition of being a taker to become in a different role is, is very hard. Very good, well said. Yes? Can I say one more thing? Yeah, and of course. He also said, he said in this generation it's even harder. Correct. Of the you know uh, the entertainment malls that we have, correct. And uh, you, know, you just you could skip having many songs you want, and you don't need to correct. work for anything. Correct. And you're giving, 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 giving to yourself. Correct. You, gotta, uh, you know, order like that, and it comes. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was correct. Correct. That's true. That's true. Beautiful. 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 Um, yes. <laughs> just before the show, I was talking to my sister, um, and uh, I just. I quote with her what she seriously said about uh, 20, or she was always saying that's, that's a turning point that you start to be a giver. And I said to her, um, yeah, um, that's what it's supposed to be. Um, I pointed with her what she said, I'm just like, just getting out of high school now. Because uh, not until, I said, like, I, I, until the end, I was always the taker in our relationship with her. And, um, and now, like, now she said, now you're, now you're giving, 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 is that there are always different levels. There are always levels. Meaning you're always working on yourself to, uh, to, uh, to grow and to change as we start off the shir. Every day is another. That's the pshat arichas yamin. We don't call, no one says arichas shanin. Right? Many years, long years. Of course, we all want to live long years also. But arichas yamin means is that every day, the Abraham... It's every day you want to, because part of it, Shimon, and what you were saying, and Rabrafi, what you're saying is that sometimes it gets daunting, it gets very intense, and it gets like, oh my gosh, how do I become this, how do I change to be 
from, from a baby to an adult. And we want to snap our fingers in one second and we want to change that. And it doesn't work like that. The way it works is, is every day you, you decide today, I want to be like this and I want to try and be like this. And then the next day you do the same thing. And it takes time. It takes so much time. I was talking to someone recently. We were talking about, you know, he's in therapy and he's working on a new type of therapy and he's working on himself and he, and he, and he asked me, I had this recently, two, two people, very similar. They work so hard on themselves and they're like, when am I going to, you know, come, when am I going to be free already? When am I going to get to the end zone? When am I going to finish? And I, and, I, and I said to both of them, like, you know, you'll, you, you will get there. I promise you, you'll get there. But, you, but it takes time. It takes time. You know, we talk about thinking positively. I personally, I've been talking about this for years. I talk about this for years. I'm obsessed with this, with bombarding yourself with positive thoughts. I'm obsessed from the time I started, you know, with my personal anxiety over 25 years ago, right? That, and then, and then I remember 15 years ago, I found this new therapy and this new thing, changing my thoughts and being positive, and then the last six years of yeshiva, and then just recently, you know, doing affirmations. I've never done it in my life. I now have because of Spotify, Baruch Hashem from my Spotify, is that, is that I'm doing all these affirmations and I'm still bombarding myself. Why am I saying that? It takes so much time. It takes so much time and energy and work. And the more, and I want to tell you something also, what Rabbi Rafi saying, the more you do the work and the more you become positive and loving of yourself, the more stuff is going to start surfacing. Why? Because what happens is, we have so much that we have to do. And the more healthy you become, the more you start realizing that you have to change different things about yourself. And if you're escaping, which all of us have our escapisms, if you're escaping with drugs, alcohol, or you know, you know, watching inappropriate things, or you know, anything that, that falls under the category of escaping reality, which is something that we all love to do because when, when things are difficult for us, we all like to run away, right? Fear is forgetting everything and run. Forget everything and run. That's what happens when we're afraid. That's what happens when we feel the pain. That's what happens. That's why we start off with Milka Slush and Hara. If you stop talking about other people and you stop living in the world of other people and you learn to live in your own world, and you learn to work on yourself, then you're going to begin to discover an amazing, amazing world of, of who you are and your neshama and your purpose. The world's purpose is to distract us from doing just that. The whole purpose of Paro, the whole purpose of Haman, the whole purpose of Esau, the whole purpose of Gullus, the whole purpose of Mitzrayim, the whole purpose of Bavel and Madai and Yavan and Raim, all the all the all the gullus is one purpose and one purpose only. To distract each and every one of us from delving into our own life and taking our neshama and taking our life 
and saying, I want to figure myself out. I want to understand myself. I want to understand my strengths. I want to understand my weaknesses. Like Rabbi Yisrael Salanter says, you can live in this world for 70, 80 years and never get to know yourself. Now that's Rabbi Yisrael Salanter uh, over 100 years ago. That's what he said. Could you imagine now, right? It's truly, what was that thing? You wrote that thing up? The, that whole... Uh, yeah, Rabbi, we have it right here. We are waiting for the right moment. So that's it. Go, talk it out. Less phone time, more time. No posting, no... Wait, I can't living. And this English, I don't understand. What are you saying to this world? Disconnect to reconnect. Forget about going viral and go get value. All right, beautiful, amazing. And I want to say something. The problem, the problem, the problem is, is not, it's, the problem is not the phone. The problem is not the phone or the, or the, it's not even a phone, like we said, it's not a phone. It's a lie, it's not a phone. No one uses that as a phone. It's a, it's a mall, it's an entertainment mall. It's, 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 it's not the phone that's the problem. It's, it's the Yitzhahara distracting you from taking care of yourself. That's, that's what it is. It manifests itself through the entertainment system. But, but that's what it is, it's a distraction. It's a full-fledged distraction from my wife, from my children, from myself, from my neshama, from my purpose in this world. And anything that's going to distract you from that is equally destructive. It's equally destructive. And the goal and the reason we learn purity of speech is because, is because when we see negativity in other people, we, we, you got to become, you got to learn to be happy when you see negativity in other people. It's the greatest present in the world when you see negativity in certain people. Because what it does is, is a, it's a wake-up call to yourself to say, I have something inside of me that I must fix. I have problems. I have, I have weaknesses. I have insecurities. It's okay that I have this thing. That's why I'm triggered by this thing. That's why this person drives me crazy. Because it's me who drives myself crazy. And when you learn to, to think differently, when you learn to process differently, then that's when you will be free from, from, from all of that. Yes, you did, yeah. And then we'll start the halacha. Um, Rebbe said that the Yitzhak's purpose is to distract. Yes. Um, Beautiful. Great question. Good. Good question, Yadidya. Only Yadidya can ask a question like that. Right? Only can ask a Not only. Not only, but it takes a person who's, who's focused on himself and who's not distracted. So sometimes, that's great. Sometimes we could be, we could be um, distracted um, by by um, being busy and not, and not um, taking care of our emotions, not taking care of things that bother us. Sometimes we could be so busy being busy. As the Masil Sharm says, the Masil Sharm was written before all these, uh, okay, they had alcohol back then. But I'm saying besides alcohol, there were definitely less distractions a couple hundred years ago. So, Tichbat Avoda of Paro, which is really where the first time the Masil Shar mentions this concept of the Yetzirah, means I'm just 
too busy to think about life. I'm too busy to think about my purpose. I'm too busy to think about what's good for me, what's not good for me. Mahu, mihu, who am I? Why did I come down into this planet? What does Hashem want from me? What is my... So, so that could be a distraction also. A person can be distracted by just being so busy doing things, right? Uh, the language of uh, Lahavdal Stephen Covey is, you're busy in the thick of thin things. You're busy in the thick of thin things, which means I'm so busy, I'm so involved in, right, uh, sharpen the saw, that's his last habit, which is I'm busy, busy, busy cutting down the forest, chopping down trees in the forest, and the guy says, well, if you stop for a minute and you sharpen your saw, you'll be able to get, you know, 20 trees at the price of one, right? And he's like, please leave me alone. I'm too busy, you know, chopping down the tree. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Sometimes we need to take a break, and uh, whether it's re- recreate ourselves, recreation, whether it's uh, think about different things, so that could be a distractor also. Our busyness could be our distractor also. It's a higher level distraction than the alcohol and those things, but it's good to great. Sometimes it could be an even harder challenge. Why? Because from good to great, from good to bad is very easy. Alcohol, drugs, all those distractors are clearly stupid. Once a person realizes that. When I'm on the path of good, then it already gets a little bit more subtle in, into greatness. How does a person yeah. know, like, how much time do I spend, like, thinking about and feeling about right. how much I right. feel, right. and, and, right. and about, like, should I contemplate my purpose, like, every day, like, if right. I thought about that well, you're, you're here. Anyone who, you're here, if you're here every day, Ms. Sharm, anyone who's here every day, and Ms. Sharm talking about purity of speech, about that, you're definitely good for the day, yes. Definitely good medicine uh, for the day. If someone's not doing this, Daily, then it's then it's uh, dangerous for anybody, for any person. It doesn't matter what color shirt you wear. It doesn't matter how many siddharm you learn a day. It's very dangerous if a person is not spending time uh, on on life and and these things. Very important. You could do it on his private time. It doesn't have to be in the public forum, but uh, you know, especially in our generation. Beautiful question. You did your beautiful question. I love it. Love it. Yeah, good. Shimon, good. I like this Sunday morning. Starting off strong. I like this. Yeah. I just want to say, yeah. a person can also make themselves very busy with learning Torah, Correct. And Gemara, right. and Correct. Or whatever. Right, right. My Sprosti told me that the whole time used to go around and be like, get out of base measures. Let's go. Like, you got to go to sleep. You're not going to miss chakras. So you're going to be saying like, learn, 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 right. pushing from behind you. Right. And then you're like, next right. thing you know, you're like racked and you, you're waking up like, who knows what. Right. You're not focusing, like you said, on emotions, on your this, on your that. Correct. Correct. And that's also really Correct. Beautiful. Yes. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. That's hopefully what marriage and having, uh, getting married and having uh, children and having a family, that hopefully will force a person to deal with with a lot more. When you're a bachar in yeshiva, the main thing you want to do is you want to be productive in yeshiva. Want to be productive in, in the base medrash. Want to be productive in your emotions and figuring as much as you can. But the real work begins when you're married and you you have a relationship and you're in a forced relationship. You can't just turn the other way. You can't just do your own thing. 
When you're in yeshiva, it's a little bit easier, and the challenges that come your way are much, much uh, easier than once you're married. Yes, Zach. I'm not sure if this is what Shimon was saying, but um, people use Torah also as an escape. I'm not sure if that was the point that you were bringing out, but uh, a certain rabbi told me one time, um, you were talking about certain things, and he was telling me about how he's, he like explained, like, whatever, he's had like a rough childhood, and whatever, um, and he told me that the way he, the way he was able to cope with it was by learning, like he just got himself into learning. You realize after a while that it was very right. like unhealthy for him. Right. I mean, it was a good thing, but right. it was very unhealthy for him. So once he worked it out, he was able to right. be able to help people. And he knows in the same amount of Torah. Right. And he's able to like figure it out at a certain right. point. And that's why he's able to help right. because he because he does. Hundred percent. I wouldn't just just for us here, I am not worried about that so much. Right, no, no, I, I, no, 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 I mean no, but I'm not worried about that. No, I don't. I don't know nobody. I wouldn't wor- I didn't say nobody. I wouldn't worry about the anyone who's in our yeshiva. I'm not worried about them escaping through Torah. Halavai, uh, we, we, that would be a problem that we have. I don't think we have a problem with that. God willing, we will have that problem. But I don't think that 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 most of the guys who come to our yeshiva or guys who are coming to our yeshiva are 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 suffering from. Could be they're coming after they've done that, but I'm not worried about anyone in our yeshiva of learning too much Torah. Mitzvah Hashem, we should all be zocha to learn a lot of Torah, and then what will happen is that what we then can do is then we'll be able to talk to them and tell them, and, and we could all together, you know, not escape. But I'm not so worried about that um, in our yeshiva. Yeah, so I was much. Just like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. You were saying the concept. You were saying the concept. The answer. Yeah, it's a good thing. Did, yeah. Correct. Correct. Yes, there are certain people who, who that could happen to. There are some people that could, could happen to, but I'm not, I'm not as worried about that. Yes. Show up back. Show up back. Yes, Elio. Um, I remember the situation in my grandfather's house on Sukkot, where, where one of my uncles was in Kolo, and he was learning the stuff the Sukkah, and it was time to like, build the Sukkah in the room. Yitzi Shapiro and Josh Samet sitting here in uniform, at least it looks like your uniform, on, on the day that they're off, where they're not in, in the army, they're in the army, they're in, not in that base, they're in this base, 
and it's so inspiring. And I'm, even if you're rolling your eyes and saying, oh, he's doing it again, I don't care, I love it. Thank you for the inspiration. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay, let's learn. Let's, oh, that would be loud. It was so, so when are we not skating? Good, skating? good. That's, yeah, good. That's a great question. So when are we not escaping? So not to be so, Shimon, you might not like this, and I'm going to say this to everybody. That's why we do this every day. You do this every day because you don't want to be in denial. That you don't even notice that you are lying. Don't even notice I am lying. That's what denial is. Yes, you want to constantly be challenging yourself. That's why you need friends. That's why you need Rebbeim. That's why you need a wife. That's why everyone needs a wife. That's why you need a wife. That's why you need children. That's why you need people who are close to you who could call you out. Who could call you out and who can help you. Help you understand yourself better because otherwise what happens is you can actually live your life in denial and that question that I've said keep on asking that question is very true you want to constantly be doing this you want to learn Hilchus Lashon Hara every day you got to learn Hilchus Lashon Hara every day because the Yitzhahara will attack you every day the second you wake up to the second you go to sleep he's going to try and get you to be in denial. He wants to get you to be brain dead and heart dead. That's what he wants. Mati, Grubin, please. Yes. Yes, go ahead, go ahead. We're, cla- we're clapping even before you said anything, Mati. Kol alachas kam bakam. Yes. That what? A comment regarding how do you know if you're escaping or not escaping. I think that in life, when you're in an unhealthy place, your life is by default an escape because you're running away from yourself. But as you work on yourself and you get healthy, I'm talking from experience over here, that escape turns into, you go away from the escape and you start developing into a real reality. You start coming into yourself. So if you're not working on yourself, you're by default escaping. Wow. If you are, you're by default not. Wow. I like that. I told you. I told you. Very good. Very good. Very good uh, litmus test. If you're working on yourself, and i.e., you're uh, speaking to someone about your problems, you're uh, not giving in to your uh, desires, you are as much as you can, you are uh, coming to Ms. Silvia Charm, you're talking about things, you're journaling about life, you're speaking to your Rebbe, you're speaking to, you're reading books on developing yourself. So Mati's saying, and it's so true, then you will not be in denial. But the second that you stop doing that, the second that you, you stop doing that, then the default, the default is automatically going to be that you're being pushed away from reality. You're going to be pushed away from reality. Naturally. Right? Like Rabbi Leff, I heard this from him. It's, I don't know where he got this muscle. It's by his own. Right? But the Gross says it straight out. Right? This world is like an escalator that is going down. It's a downward escalator. If you just stand and don't do anything, you automatically are going to be going down. You need to be, you need to be actively pushing against denial in order to be in reality. Otherwise, you, you naturally, the default, right? Is that what you're saying, Mati? The default is, is that you're going to be in denial. 
Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, you did, yeah. Okay, good, good. Okay, good, good. Okay, good. Good, good. Good, good. Good, good. Good, good. Good, good. Good, I love how he's credit for that muscle to Heike Wiesenberg. Oh, really? That's it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. I like that. Wow. Schuss. Yes. Ooh. Love it. Yeah. I wanted to, uh, you mentioned before, um, staying stuck. Um, yeah. And for uh, me in my life, it wasn't necessarily about being, uh, trying to find a grandiose way to do a grand exit, but okay. staying stuck is is something I'm familiar with. My own garbage is is predictable. Right. I would rather be in a place where I don't have to face, you know, what might happen, you know, being successful doesn't feeling. Um, and it reminded me of this uh, famous speaker who, um, I mean, therapeutically, in the therapy world, it makes sense because when you're a child, you have this um, this natural, um, what do you call it, um, tolerance towards things changing. Um, so this lady, when she was three, she was abducted and uh, left to die at, at the bottom of an uh, outhouse, and she was found by some bird watchers. And uh, the bird watchers tried to take her out, and she said, no, this is where I live here. This is where I live now. And a lot of us just think, I know for me, I have this tolerance to a horrible life, and I'll wake up, and everything, my room is a wreck, everything is fine, and I'm just tolerating it. And to be able to say, like, why are you so accepting of a life like this is, for me, the way I always get out of it. Why are you just accepting that this is the way things are? Just go out, make mistakes, and you know you have you have Hashem is going to help you out, but you got to take the first step. Beautiful. David Fried, a legend, a legend. David Fried. I, I, I want to say the line that we say here on that. I'm sure you've heard it. Is the the certainty a person would rather have the certainty of misery than the misery of uncertainty. I think that's what you're saying is that is that I'm comfortable in my I'm comfortable and I'm familiar with the misery that I'm in. So it's something that I can relate to as opposed to within itself is a fallacy because of, of the muscle you gave, you're continually going down. Correct. So it's you're not even that's that's a good horror, meaning you're not even in not familiar ground because it gets worse. I thought it gets worse. Fine, but I ended up in the hospital and then the next time I did that I you know, I have to sign suicide contracts that people know that I'm going to call the right people just in case I'm suicidal again. And the next time it just well, gets worse. you break the contract and you're dead. Yeah, I know, but it's a breach of contract so my siblings can't be, you know, sued and stuff. Uh, God bless you, though. That's what I So, bring out how hard it is to change the familiar pain. Um, this week, this past week's my show. It starts off by Hashem saying, by Yibashal Parasam, God didn't want us to go through Plishtim because he was worried we're going to see the war and we'll want to go back. Yeah. This is after we've been murdered, our kids are dead, they drowned us, etc., etc. And Hashem knew that for the start of our freedom, of our journey, that familiarity will be stronger Correct. than us wanting to get out. And if, any, if any person here that has the self-control like David and or the ability to get out of the familiar pain is it, it's it's an unbelievable thing and it's not a given at all. So the fact that we're here together trying to unlock that familiar pain, breaking the parents' cycle, whatever cycle that we have, 
Because if anyone here thinks that just by getting married, he's not going to be like his dad or mom if that's what he doesn't want to be, he's wrong. You're going to go back then, unless you have awareness, unless you have good people around you to unlock it. Just a final point that I told Rabbi, someone sent me today. He said, good morning, is not a wish, it's a decision. So we can all decide that that is and, 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 and Rabbi Tzvi, just to add to what you're saying, as we're going to see in the parashas and in Bamid, the whole Bamidbar and the whole everything, is the Jewish people are constantly saying, we want to go back to Mitzrayim. And that's the default, constantly. I want to go back to Mitzrayim. I want to go back to Mitzrayim. It's like, it's like insanity. But, but we, we, uh, we do the same thing. That's the lesson for us. The lesson for us. Okay, let's learn the halacha. Yes, Ben. Insurgency of misery or the misery of insurgency. Is yeah. The, um, I forgot who wrote it, but the book, uh, Face the Fear and Do It Anyways. Right. Feel so the they fear. Say, feel the fear and do it anyways. Jeffers, yeah. They say that fear at its root, at its essence, is thinking you can't handle it. Right. So then how does this balance out or is there a contradiction or not between this and the statement that our deepest fear isn't that we are inadequate, it's that we are powerful beyond measure. Or is it that we are scared and we think we can't handle success? Or the responsibility that comes with that success? So, may, so may, I mean, maybe, maybe that's what it is. Maybe we're afraid that we can't handle success because we're not used to it. We're comfortable being unsuccessful. So I know I can handle a messy room, and I can handle sleeping late, and I can handle being in a bad mood. That's easy. I don't know if I can handle, you know, being neat, organized, and judging positively, and living a great life. I don't know if I can handle that. That's it's a taller order to do that than it is to not do anything. <coughs> Maybe something like that. Shkoch Ben. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's learn the halacha. Wow. Baruch Hashem. This is all an intro. Oh, David had something. Yeah, please. I was just going to say that for me please. personally, it's uh, it's not necessarily about. It, it's more about is it is it David or is it Hashem's will? Um, because if it's my will, then I can predict and I can make it. However, there are things that whenever I rely on the concept of what Hashem wants for me, He is a bigger, greater, more powerful source than I am. So yes, what He ha- if you believe that Hashem is eternally good, then. When you rely on him, you should have no fear. As opposed to relying on yourself, which you're you're left to your own devices, you might you know how to make yourself miserable, which is what I know how to do best. But for me it's a you know, it's it's a, every single day I have to, you know, think about do I trust myself more than I trust what Hashem has in store for me for the rest of my day. Wow. And you know, if you put it to the test, it works. So you're uh, saying. Wow, amazing. <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, amazing. Wow. Okay, discussing someone's bad midos, says the Chavetz Chaim. Uh, you're not allowed to reveal that someone did an Avera. You're also not to dis- allowed to discuss someone's bad midos, such as a strong temper, a lazy nature, stinginess. For example, my brother became very lazy since. He went to yeshiva. My grandmother was a very nervous mother since she experienced many hardships in her life. 
So you're not allowed to reveal that someone lost his temper, even if it is said, by the way. For example, you called your neighbor to ask if your son could be dropped off at his house after school, and he agreed. Later you called to say, I called the school in the morning to make the bus change. You should have heard how that secretary yelled at me for bothering her. You're not allowed to add that statement about the secretary. For example, I am so forgetful lately, last Shabbos I even forgot to cook eggs for the meal. After my husband yelled at me, I realized that I had better shape up. You're not allowed to mention that the husband yelled, even if it was said, by the way. So we see how important it is for a person not to discuss someone's bad midos or revealing that someone lost his temper, even if it, the point is not to discuss the thing that you're discussing, but something else, and by the way, you mention it. Okay. We had a very, uh, I don't know if we're going to get a chance to, I'll say one line, Missiles Yasharm, because it's a little bit uh, late already. Um, Hashem will help all of us not to speak any Lashnara, not to hear any Lashnara or Rechilas, and to help us judge favorably. Hashem will help us judge everyone positively. And if we don't, and we see the negative, Hashem will help us refocus onto the positive, us and all the Jewish people. Amen. Okay, the third challenge that we're going to have, which we'll talk about um, in the next little bit, which is going to get exciting. We said the first challenge is money. The second challenge is the Tivus Nushim. So the first rationalization that we do is money. We're willing to steal, cheat, do whatever we got to do, whether we realize it or not, to make a buck, money, 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 money. Number two is our Tivus, our desires. Number three, ready for this one, everyone? Number three is food. We struggle with food, which we're going to talk about. Food, as the Chazonish says, is the avi avos because you need food to give yourself energy to do whatever it is that you want to do. So if you eat right, then you do things right. If you eat wrong, then you do things wrong. Basically, when a person makes brachas, which we're going to talk about, and a person elevates his energy that's going into his body, so then that helps him. It's like the fuel for your car, for yourself. If you put in good fuel and you go ahead and you say, I want this fuel to uplift me and to be there for me, to help me during my day, it'll help you. Otherwise, that fuel goes ahead and fuels a person for Yetzer Hara. That's why the Chazanis says that the beginning of all Chet was done by what? By Adam and Chava eating. Because when you eat, that will fuel you to do something wrong. If you're tired, if you ever notice when you have a fast day and you don't eat, you don't even have any energy to do anything wrong. You don't have energy to do anything. You just have energy to eat. All you want to do is eat. The more weak a person is with his food, the more he's not going to do things wrong. So when you fix your food, which we'll talk about in the next day or so, then that's able to fix a lot of things. Hashem will help each and every one of us. Let us be Zoha, as Mati said so clearly. We got to keep on working on ourselves. The default is, if you're not working on yourselves, assume that you're slipping into denial. If you're not working on yourself, if you're not actively doing something, 
to help yourself understand more about yourself, to help yourself understand how you have to change and grow and to become better, then assume that the opposite is happening. The only way for a person to realize what life is about is to constantly be searching it, searching it, and searching it. Not one day. And the more Torah you learn, the more Torah you learn, the more you learn, as we were saying before, like Yedidu was saying, the more a person learns Torah, and the more a person does good things, he has to check himself even more and more and more. Because from great, from good, from bad to good is easier. To recognize I'm doing these bad things, I want to do these good things, is much easier. And the world of good to great is much, much harder. From good to great is much harder. Hashem will help us as we're starting a new week. As it's a new week, it's an opportunity for us to think about what my goals of the week are. What do I want to try to accomplish? We're heading closer and closer to Adar, closer and closer to uh, confirming your tickets on your airline to go back home. Right? So the, 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 the more we realize how time is slipping uh, in between our fingers to take advantage of this amazing environment that we live in, and Hashem will help us all create and have an amazing, amazing day. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Oh!